Empower Radio presents Out of the Fog. Join intuitive guide and spiritual teacher Karen Hager for lively, positive conversation with lightworkers, healers, and dynamic wisdom keepers. Get ready for inspiration and connection. This is Out of the Fog on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Karen Hager. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for spiritual conversation and enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. Can anyone be psychic? Well, my next guest says yes. Author and psychic healer Lisa Campion is here to discuss some myths and misconceptions about what being psychic is and what it isn't, and to help us learn to tap into the wealth of our intuition and our own inner guidance system. Are you ready to meet her? Lisa Campion is a psychic counselor and Reiki master teacher with more than 25 years of experience. She specializes in training emerging psychics, empaths, and healers to fully step into their gifts because the world needs all the healers it can get. Lisa is the author of the number one best-selling book, The Art of Psychic Reiki, and she also hosts The Miracle of Healing Show right here on Empower Radio. You can find out more about Lisa and her work at lisacampion.com. Lisa, welcome to Out of the Fog. Oh, thank you so much for having me here. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you. Uh, Maybe we should start right there, right at the beginning. What do you mean when you say psychic? Because if anyone, can anyone be psychic? Yeah, it's such a great question. I'm so glad you asked it. And I, I think it's one of those words that people have a lot of misconceptions about. And Um, So I really like to define it, and I kind of break down psychic uh, into two different categories, and one of them is intuition, and the other is psychic. And intuition is something really that everyone can do, because intuition is like our, our inner knowing, our inner wisdom, our own guidance system. It comes a lot through how we feel in our body, how we feel in our emotions, and sort of what our gut is telling us. Like, I, I don't know why I know, I just know. Those things together are create in the experience of in having an intuitive hit, almost like an instinctual hit, and absolutely everyone can do that. Psychic slightly different. Psychic is when we pull energy from outside of ourselves, and that would be like it's a little more woo-woo. It's a little more you know difficult for people to wrap their heads around this part of it, but that is like getting information maybe from what we call our guides which would be angels, our dead relatives, our ancestors, or other spirits that are around us. So intuition is our inner guidance, and it comes from inside, and psychic is from the outside. And I think it's all a muscle that everyone has and everyone can activate. That's. I agree. I believe that we all have that connection. Does it seem to you, or in, in your work, your way of thinking, I, so I work as a professional intuitive, I use my own inner guidance. Hello, friend. I use my (laughs) own inner guidance, and I'm also connecting with my guides, and I'm connecting with the guides of the people who I'm reading for. I don't know if I could be pulling that energy and information from my guides if I wasn't also tapped into my own inner knowing. Do you know what I mean? I kind of think maybe these are like two muscles that got married to each other. I think so. I think if it's sort of like the basement and the attic of the house, you know, and really, if you if you know the chakras, um, that really makes sense because the lower three chakras, the base chakra, root, root, root chakra, navel, and solar plexus, are the basement of your house, and that is the instinctual self, the 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 animal self, 
Um, and those are the ones that that is the part of us that is intuitive. So it's like the basement, the foundation that we're on, you know, and then the attic is the upper chakras, you know, the upstairs ones. And I think that's where all this, the psychic chakras are really up there. And so if you're talking to your guide, and that's the same way that I do readings is connecting. It's a combination of my own guides plus the guides of my clients where um, we're opening the upper chakras. And I think it's important to do both. So the lower ones, that, that intuitive sense is, I think, designed to help us navigate the world, you know, to know when we're safe, to know what's true, to know what's real, to know who to trust. And the upper ones help us, the ones that are more, quote, psychic, are the ones that help us kind of navigate the world, the spiritual world, the divine worlds. So how does that idea of empathy play into all of this? Yeah, I I love that um, most of my clients sort of, or the people that I work with sort of fall into the category of psychic, empath, healer, intuitive, highly sensitive person. And I think there's kind of like a, a, a grouping of those qualities that often go together in people. And I know, what I notice about that is that many of those people are called to the healing arts, you know, that we're, we are, we have those, you know, I don't think really God gives us gifts we're not meant to use, you know, and, and they are purposeful. And so if you have that combination of gifts, chances are good that you're, you're called to be a healer, helper, caretaker, and that those are very, very good tools to have, right? So empathy, being an empath, the way that I see it is, is we put our hands on people and we, I have a, I have a, in person practice and I, that I combine energy work. So I've got my hands on my clients frequently. And when I do that, I can feel in their body what they're, you know, I feel in my body what they're feeling in their body. That's physical empathy. And then emotional empathy is when we feel other people's emotions as if they're our emotion. And so empaths are, it's like the, those gifts are the built-in MRI x-ray machine for healers. So we really, really understand what other people are going through even if they can't communicate it, even if they're animals or children or not or they just can't put into words what's going on with them, we still know. Do you think that that kind of um, the prevalence of people who experience their gifts as empaths and very often don't know what to do with them, which is part of why your book is so important and your work is so important and part of what I'm trying to do in my work to help people get boundaries and get clear. Do you think mm. that that prevalence of heightened empathic awareness has something to do with the way that you feel like the world needs all the healers it can get? Because I think there's a shift. I think there's a reason that there are so many people coming in who are so much more sensitive. I do too. Um, I'm, I feel like right now the uh, healers are being called to action. They're being called to activate their gifts. Their gifts are activating and they're feeling the call towards that. I also think that people's issues are getting activated and um, you know, we could talk about the shift or the ascension or whatever you want to call it. And I, I didn't quite believe in that until maybe about a year ago. And I really, you know, could see sort of this acceleration of human consciousness that I believe that we're in. And with that is this activation of both the wounds of people and the, the calling towards gifted, you know, healers that their gifts are, awake, are awakening. Um, and that seems quite purposeful to me, you know, like we're we're activating. I also think as subsequent generations, each generation gets a little more psychic and a little more sensitive than the one before. So 
my gifts were quite extreme at the time that I was born. You know, I was born in the 60s and 70s, and my gifts were extreme during that time frame, but they're not anymore. They're, I see people all the time that have that level of psychic ability and, and empathy. It's quite normal in a way. Do you I, see that too, that their kids are coming in more and more psychic and empathic? I do, and I think not only are we now new best friends, I think we're probably born at around the same time. I was born in 1965, and I was a giant freaking weirdo yeah, in 1965 too. and I learned very early on we don't talk about this we don't you just yeah. you just swallow that and you keep it dandy and yet now here I am doing this work now 10 years or so and all the people around me are my own age and they were all weirdos too we just never I think part of what changes is that we're free now to talk about it that not just like society has changed but the way we communicate with each other has changed there's been a real opening to understanding that there's much more going on at every level of everything than we can see or like quantify with our five senses. Absolutely. We are the same age. I was born in 1964. Wow. You know, and uh, right outside of Boston, which is where I live. And um, we did have to be very quiet. And, you know, back then, like, you know, they put people in mental hospitals. If you talk to, you know, angels and dead uncle Fred, you went into the psych hospital. And so I learned early not to talk about it. And I I think one of the things, I mean, I got a lot of my spiritual education by watching horror movies. Okay, me too. I'm starting to really, like, are you me? (laughs) (laughs) And I loved horror movies. I definitely was one of those I see dead people kids. And I grew up in a big, giant, haunted Victorian house. Um, And uh, and so I was very confused about what's going on. And I, I remember like sneaking into the movie theater to watch the the horror movie Poltergeist. <laughs> and there's this one scene where the psychic, first of all, there was a psychic in that movie. And I was like, what's that? Yeah. And how do I get that job? You know? <laughs> and then, and then she explains what's going on when somebody dies and why they get stuck. And I was like, well, thank you for somebody please explaining this. Like I was, and I, it got me hooked. I still have horror movies, paranormal ones, but I, it got me hooked on kind of, Learning that, because there were three books in the library. I read them all by the time I was 12. We had Edgar Cayce, Jane Roberts, and Yuri Geller on Spoonbending. <laughs> okay. So, and then there was The New Age, and, and then recent, you know, which was fabulous, right around the time I graduated from college. And that's when it really, the conversation really started. And now there's psychics on TV, and it's sort of hip to be psychic. And there's New Age bookstores in every corner. And, you know, it, I think that is also granted permission um, for, for people who have gifts and talents to speak more about it. And it also has given permission, I think, for a new kind of understanding of what psychic means. One of the things I like about your book is you talk a lot about setting boundaries when you're healing, about keeping it safe, about reading and healing with permission, touching with permission, asking questions with permission. It's so important. And one of the maybe not so good things about having all those psychics on TV is you have the, and oh, don't get me started. You have the people who go up to strangers on the street and say, hello, you don't know me, but your dead uncle Fred is standing over there and he's very angry that you never, I don't know, ate the sandwich that he made for you. Oh my goodness. And so I totally that. feel you, honey. I feel you. And that is one of my pet peeves. I, I teach ethics to my students and I really feel, feel it's my little hobby horse. And I do think that the TV psychics give the illusion of that. I call it the psychic hit and run. Uh-huh. Um, and it, it's the illusion because of course it's TV. And so everyone they're talking to on TV is signed 18,000 waivers and the conversation has happened many times before 
you see what looks like a hit and run. Yeah. Um, but it it does. I I I do think we have to be very mindful of our boundaries and of of not seeing of respecting people's boundaries. And I say I I have a don't ask, don't tell policy for my psychic. Um, if you're in my office, I'm you know that that's we're going to talk about the permissions and even that I ask. How much do you want to know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what do you want to know? Is it okay if we talk about this? Is it okay if I touch you? And all, all of those things. But if I'm not asked directly, I keep it to myself. And that is um, something that really all emerging psychics need to learn. And it's not just important for their relationships with their clients. I think it's also important for them with their relationship as their gifts. Who am I as, let's say, a reader, a healer, yeah. or just an intuitive person who's raising children, for example? What do I stand for? What are my principles? How am I going to now teach my kids? Here is this beautiful gift that I have that I can use that lets me maybe see more, feel a little bit more. How will I use this in a way that kind of advances the greater good and my spiritual path and my kids' spiritual path instead of how do I, I don't know, get my own TV show or do the second kitten run? Or impress people or, you know, do sort of a dog and pony trick, like, look what I can do, you know, and... I do think that it's important to think about the impact that you're having and on people. And I mean, my, my position on it is really a deep respect, reverence for the sovereignty of everybody and not feeling like that because your psychic means you're better than any, you know, anyone, or, you know, something other people don't know. It's like, I, I'm always sort of referring back to the sovereignty of every person as a complete and whole being who deserves respect, you know? Well, and the more you feel into what it means to be a healer, what it means to be an intuitive, the more you really feel into that, at least in my experience, it makes me honor people more because you start to feel into that complexity, that beautiful, rich tapestry, that individual magic, that each person has, even maybe especially the person you disagree with or that you were ready to let, right? There's something in everyone. And so to really be present to those gifts, to really go on the intuitive path or the healing path means that instead of like being better than everyone else, you start to see your own magic as it plays out in kind of this sky full of Mm. stars of everybody else. Yeah. And that there's, that's the gift and that's where healing starts. Yes. I agree. Now you're listening to Out of the Fog with Karen Hager, and my guest is Lisa Campion. Her new book is The Art of Psychic Reiki, Develop, Developing Your Intuitive and Empathic Abilities for Energy Healing. Her website is lisacampion.com. So in your book, you're talking about principles of Reiki, and there are photographs and illustrations. Can you say a little bit about what Reiki is for listeners who don't know and why you felt called to write this book? Yeah, sure. I've been um, teaching Reiki for about 20 years. So I um, I actually started working as a psychic when I was 19. Isn't that crazy? Wow. I know. And I, I've really, um, I've really never done anything else. I studied counseling and psychology after I had my uh, started seeing clients, psychic clients, because I wanted to be able to um, help them in, you know, uh, in a more of a psychological way. And then about 20 years ago, I wanted I started seeing things happening in people's bodies. I started seeing things going on in, the, in their energy fields, and I wanted a way to access that, so I learned Reiki. And Reiki is a very gentle, hands-on energy healing technique from Japan um, that uses uh, the sort of concept of universal life force energy. When we do Reiki, we are 
helping people fill depleted energy or release energy blocks by using this gentle, you know, hands-on um, healing technique. And where I live in Boston, it's very popular in the hospitals. And, you know, we have some of the best hospitals in the world here, here in Boston. And if you're sick here and you go to the hospital, you go to Dana-Farber or Brigham and Women's, you can call the Reiki. Every hospital has Reiki on their staff. You can call them down to the floor and they'll help you pre and post surg surgery or they'll help you with uh, chemo treatments if you're uh, taking chemotherapy. So it's really starting to be recognized as a more mainstream healing modality. And in all the years that I've been teaching, what I noticed is that as um, people studied it, they began to open a little more to their psychic gifts. So psychic people got more psychic when they were studying Reiki. Um, and paths got more sensitive. There's something about it that opens our our intuitive and psychic channels. And sadly, what would happen is that sometimes that would scare people. You know, they would be like, "I'm seeing colors around people. Somebody's dead grandmother came in during a session, and I, it's freaking me out, and I I don't know what to do." So what I started doing was teaching psych psychic um, development and energy management practices in with my Reiki courses oh. um, so that in Reiki level one, you learn empath energy management, how not to absorb energy from people, how to have a good boundary, how to shield, ground and protect yourself. Um, it's so important if you're going to work as a healer, you know. It is because you can see and maybe know even people who aren't um, who might not consider their some might not consider themselves empaths. Even people who are maybe out of that world can see what happens when someone else takes on the pain or takes on the anger or takes on the issues of somebody else. So we all have examples in our own life of how it's not good to take on that energy. Is there something you can share with the listeners? Is there a, a maybe a quick or practical way that they can work coming into the holidays and there may be some contentious dinners or some things that they're dragged to that they don't want to go to or difficult conversations? Is there an energy management technique that you could share with us that maybe the listeners could use in that situation to keep from carrying somebody else's stuff? Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. It's so important to learn some um, really practical stuff. And even though I'm a psychic, I, I like practical. I'm a very practical psychic. Um, and we have to have tools that we can really use. I, I prefer like a very simple sort of breathing meditation, you know. So this is what I teach my Reiki students that if you put your hands over your heart and kind of really connect with your heart and take a really deep breath, breathe light in the top of your head, um, fill your whole self with light, then uh, bring that light to your heart and your belly on your inhale breath, sort of really filling any place that might feel weird or wiggly or uncomfortable or anxious. Then on the exhale breath, you release that down your legs and down your spine and in, into the earth. And that sort of connects us to the earth's energy and grounds us again. And each inhale breath you take in, you fill yourself with light. And on the exhale breath, you release anything that you're holding on to, any of your own emotion or stuck energy you want to let go of or anything that you picked up from anyone else. And I find it's very simple. I do it in about 10 breaths. And I that's what I do when I'm in between clients. That's what I do when I uh, before I go into the supermarket and after I come out. Mm -hmm. um, or if I have to go, um, I find those big box stores particularly challenging um, these days. Like if I have to go into Walmart or Home Depot or someplace like that, I I, I do this before and after or if any 
time I feel like I've picked up something, that's what works for me. Well, and I think we're at a time now where everything seems, at least to me as an intuitive, everything seems so loud, so loud yeah. Yeah. that that for those of us who are feeling sensitive, it, I love using those kind of practical tips. That's a great, um, it's a great suggestion. And it's an important reminder too, for listeners that you're allowed to use those tools anytime. Those tools are free. They're yours to use. That's your birthright, right? You come in with the gift. You also get the tools to manage the gift. So don't ever be afraid to say, wait a minute, I'm going to stop and take a breath. Right. Or I'm just going to sit here for a second outside the grocery store. I'm just, let me just do that thing. Okay. Ready to go in. Never feel weird about using the techniques that protect you and keep you safe. Yeah, I think that's what the ladies' room are for, you know. <laughs> Restroom in any place, like in the middle of Thanksgiving dinner, Christmas dinner, Hanukkah dinner, you can go to the, you know, excuse yourself and go to the powder room and and breathe, wash your hands. Washing your hands is another really good way to release energy. Yeah. Um, I, I think if you're in a place, you can be out in nature, so breathing a lot of fresh air, walk in the woods, you know. Um, and also, for me, getting in... Um, the water with some salt so a salt salt in the tub um so a salt shower s- scrub in the shower so something about that combination for me works really well with water and salt yeah beautiful now i know we only have about five minutes left i was taught that you could only learn reiki from being attuned so can a reader learn reiki from your book you can learn a lot of reiki but you still need the attunement yeah so and the attunements can be done long distance so what I, I notice is a, a lot of people read my book and then they find a Reiki practitioner around them to give them the attunement. Um, I also do attunement, so you can go to my website and, and ask me and I'll t- attune you long distance. Um, but I'm happy to do that. And uh, a lot of times the people who read my book are already Reiki attuned and they're looking to fold more of the psychic work into what they're doing and um, you know integrate the two of them. Could someone be doing... Reiki without knowing what Reiki is or without being attuned? You know, so many people are, especially sensitives and healers, are moving energy. The problem is, unless you have the attunement, it's probably your own energy. You know, and that's why massage therapists and people with their hands on people burn out a lot. Yeah. Is that you, you push your energy, but it's yours. And we only have like a, we have like a, a finite amount. It's sort of like your blood, you know. And when you give your own energy... Um, it's more like an energy transfer. So I might give some to you, and then where <clears throat> there's an empty space in me, your energy might backwash in there. It's called an energy transfer. And you might feel great, but I might walk away with whatever you had. Hmm. And what um, that's very common for hair hairdressers, nail techs, massage therapists. What Reiki does is that it puts the fl- one-way flow, and it uses this universal life force energy we never run out of. So you're not using your personal energy. You're tapping into this universal energy, never giving your own, and, and really filling yourself first before you give. Another beautiful way of living into that gift. Right? Yeah. Um, now, let the listeners know how they can find the book, what's on your website, how they can connect with you. It sounds like you're teaching and you're doing attunements and healing. How can they connect with you? Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. So my book is available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Goodreads, any of the, you know, places you can buy books and in quite a few of those bookstores too. Um, and if you uh, want to know more about uh, my classes, I do teach sometimes a vir- virtual live stream Reiki. Um, that's available on my website, uh, lisacampion.com. I do private sessions. I teach psychic development classes. Most of them are, are 
also things you can do long distance. And then I teach Reiki and I would love it if you'd stop by and visit. And say a little bit about your show on Empower, because we are, not only are we now identical twins, but we are sisters on the Empower Radio Network. (laughs) I love Empower Radio, yeah. So I have a, my show is Tuesday afternoons at 2 Eastern Time, so tune in. It's called The Miracle of Healing, and I um, interview healers, um, people with different healing modalities to talk about, you know, how, well, that's all going on, because, you know, we got to save the planet. Yeah. Yes, we do. Um, and, and you're not kidding. Lisa, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much, Karen. Thank you. It's lovely. Thank you. That's Lisa Campion. Her new book is The Art of Psychic Reiki, Developing Your Intuitive and Empathic Abilities for Energy Healing. You can find out more about Lisa and her work at lisacampion.com and catch her show, The Miracle of Healing, right here on Empower Radio every Tuesday. And I ask you to visit my website as well if you're so inclined. That's karenhager.com. It's a great place to find out about upcoming classes and events. You can schedule a private intuitive session with me if you are so inclined. My course for empaths called Practical Protection for Empaths is available for streaming or download. That's a delightful kind of 75-minute frolic through some very practical things that you can do like right now, today, to bring your energy back to you, to kind of clarify and clear your space so that you can continue then in a clean way to be of service to others. There are details about that at karenhager.com. And if you believe, as I do, that when we all focus on peace, that things really can change, I invite you to check out Open Peaceful Heart. That's where you'll get information about our monthly free guided meditation call open to people all over the world. There's no selling, no yelling, just 15 minutes of guided meditation. Check that out at openpeacefulheart.com. And thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world, and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace. Peace.